Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Kimberly Weefling. Kimberly, you are the founder and president of Weefling Consulting. Uh, you are found on the web there at weefling.com. That's W-I-E-F-L-I-N-G.com. And then you are also the founding member and global consultant with Silicon Valley Alliances. And that website is siliconvalleyalliances.com. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Exciting. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> All right. I kind of gave you just a very high-level intro Please tell us the impact that you have in the world. We are transforming planet Earth for the better. I'll break it down for you. We're doing that mostly by focusing on helping Japanese companies globalize. And when people do business across borders and boundaries of every kind, they don't drop bombs on each other. They try to do business together. I have people from 10, 15 different countries in the same room or on the same Zoom getting along just fine, realizing, hey, you're not my problem. We've got a common enemy, and that is the challenges we face in this business. Yeah, so tell me more about how that looks. And, you know, I'm I'm on the website for Silicon Valley Alliances. Partial, <laughs> your partial client list here is like a who's who of Japanese heavy hitters, Mitsubishi, Yamaha, Intuit, Isuzu, Oracle Japan, AMD, Alcoa, like, I mean, it's just these Siemens, like these are some big, big brands. Mazda, like, how are you connecting with them or, you know, through your group? Like, what are you doing? So many years ago, about 15 years ago, I was fortunate enough to meet somebody who was bringing Japanese people over to Silicon Valley. Everybody wants to find out how is Silicon Valley so innovative? So they were coming here, spending a couple of weeks here doing a program. And I just did a little workshop for them and they loved it because, well, I shouldn't call it a workshop. I call it workshop therapy. There was no lecture. It's like, get up, do stuff. You don't read a book about exercise. You go to the gym and you work out. That's how you build strong muscles. The next year they came back again and I did a six hour workshop. And the person who brought them said, please come to Japan. So I made a relationship with them. They became my agent in Japan. Turns out they were the biggest English language company in Japan at that time. And they had over 1,500 or so clients. And they went into all of them and said, you should hire Kimberly and her team because we need to transform the businesses of Japan to be truly global, to survive and thrive. Yeah. And so what does engagement typically look like? Um, so I, I see that you do keynotes, um, but I, I would imagine, are you also doing high-level leadership consulting or coaching? Is that correct? Oh, yes. So of course, keynotes, that's fun. Fly all over the world in the pre-COVID days and speak to large audiences, Bulgaria, Australia, you name it, Slovenia, it's been awesome. Uh, but the workshops we're doing mainly are leadership, team effectiveness, and organizational culture, primarily for mid-level people who are the future leaders. 
But occasionally some executives will call me in and say, hey, please come help me fix my people. And then I ask them, uh, with all due respect, do you think you might be contributing to some of these problems? And then we start working through some of those issues with them sponsoring and leading their people in a powerful way, leading from a place of vulnerability, asking for their help. So yes, I do get involved in that so that we can get the organization as a whole led the right way and transformed for the better. You know, I would love your perspective. It was a, I think it was a couple of years ago. I watched a documentary on Netflix and you you may be familiar with uh, American Factory. I think the, uh, the, oh, yes. yeah, oh. I think uh, the Obamas were involved in the back end production of that, but yes. wow, it was fascinating. Uh, that was uh, a Chinese, but that's, Yes, it has a similar kinds of cross-cultural challenges because you get like the Americans, the Germans and the Japanese all in the same room. And the Americans are like, what the heck is this? And uh, the Japanese are like, oh my God, avoiding eye contact. And the Germans are going, you're both crazy. And by the end of our program, some of which are 15 days together over seven months, wow. these, these people are standing arm in arm like they're brothers, okay, or sisters. And, and, and they're standing in front of their executives in the headquarters in Tokyo telling these executives, hey, we need to change this company and doing it with skits and costumes and audience participation. And the executives are going, what's going on here? So they change their executives from below. Wow. OK, so I'm so curious then when it comes to teaching um, maybe, um, um, you know, American cultural leadership standards of practice, like best practices, what are some of the insights that you find when you bring that message to Japan that um, that they find either most enlightening or surprising or like, I'm, you know, kind of those big kind of culture shock kind of things that ends up, you know, being helpful to gain that insight? We And listen, I, I don't mean to say that, oh, Americans, we have... We have some good ideas, and I think there's a lot of things that we can learn uh, from Japanese leadership as well. Well, so I do not teach American leadership. I follow research based on 30 years of research in over 70 different countries about <laughs> yes, what thank you, thank you, all over the world. So yeah. the best global, leaders, global leadership, yes, thank global you, global leadership. Uh, you know, 30 years of research from Barry Posner and Jim Cousins, who wrote the Leadership Challenge, basically found that. Uh, leaders who are admired and willingly followed, they're honest, forward-looking, inspiring, and competent. Competent is number four, Josh. So honest, uh, building trust, building trust through vulnerability, forward-looking, where the heck are we going? Before someone wants to follow you, they want to know who you are and where are we going. And inspiring, inspiring seriously now this is a big shock to many workers especially in japan you go to work you do your job you get paid salute right no you have to inspire and attract people like a magnet so i think most of the people i work with are kind of surprised to realize how important it is to inspire plus the leadership challenge gives us five areas of leadership that are crucial if you want to be perceived as a great leader and they're all behavioral you model the way, do what you say people should do. You inspire a shared vision. That's one of the top causes of failure. Teams don't have a shared vision and they're not aligned on that vision. And you challenge, challenge the process out of the box, way out of the box, enable others, you know, over 
60% of people don't even know what's expected of them at work or have the tools to do it. You have to enable other people by providing them what they need. And finally, the lowest practice in all the world is encourage the heart. Encourage people, recognize, appreciate them. Seriously, it doesn't cost anything extra, Josh, to thank people from the bottom of your heart in a sincere way. Isn't that the truth? Um, you know, in terms of, uh, let's say did, did someone's listening and they're, you know, within the leadership organization, within their company, uh, and they say, you know what, we as a leadership feel like we're always talking about our values, but we, I just don't feel like it's making it down chain, downstream where it needs to be. Where do you most often find that disconnect happening? Well, when the values are just placed on the wall in some mm. pretty picture that you look at or on somebody's website, that happens. So you really can't give people values. You have to co-create the values with them. So when you're a small company and you're growing, you get people to room like I did and you say, okay, what do we care about? What would we fire our best engineer, our best salesperson for violating? Those are our real values. And then you go through an exercise called values alignment where you say, okay, what does it look like when it's happening? What does it sound like? What are we saying and doing when we're following these values? And let's think of examples of when we're not in alignment with these values. And when have we personally violated them? And how do we get back on track? And you hire for those values and you fire for those values. One thing, Kimberly, that you talk about frequently is the idea of um, becoming a little bit more transparency, or I'm sorry, becoming more transparent um, just simply because of the trust that evokes among other things, uh, but but what is that? What does that look like? Um, so, uh, you know, maybe there's some things that, uh, you know, a CEO is like, well, I don't want everyone to know that, you know, you know, my concerns, my fears, you know, what's, uh, you know, what someone said, you know, someone said something bad about me, like, how do we know what, what falls into that? Yes, that would be an example of something that we should, we should communicate that. Well, you know, I tell you what does not help transparency, and that is typical top-down hierarchies. What helps is if you sit in a circle and put your titles aside and have a community of equals, you know, you're all human beings. Yes, you may have the job of the CEO, but the steering wheel is not the boss of the car. Uh, so whenever I work with executives, in the best situations, I get them to start each of our events with a moment of vulnerability. What does that mean? You say, hey, here's where I struggle. Here's where I'm challenged. Here's a mistake I made. Here's the failure I, I had. It, it hurt. Here's where I need your help. If you are all knowing and all competent CEO, you don't need a team. This is mm -hmm. the team sport, right? And even Steve Jobs, for crying out loud, he needed a team of people to achieve what he did on this planet. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, what are you? What's your advice for uh, organizations that maybe have a little bit of a leadership? They they want to attract and retain uh, great leaders. Like, yeah. what what should we be doing uh, to be that place that is just it's just going to be a great place for some of that top tier talent? They're going to want to come in and hang their hat. It's funny because if you look at some of the research on this, what company thinks really matters. And typically in the past, it's been job title and promotion and growth and salary. It doesn't match what employees really want, at least not 100%. What employees really want that companies are missing is a sense of belonging mm -hmm. and purpose beyond profit, mission that matters. I want to feel like I'm spending all this time of my life doing something. It better matter. It better be more than just a paycheck. 
And that's where we get into the employee engagement. What really engages people is feeling like they belong there and they're contributing to something that's bigger than themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And again, more so than just a plaque on the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, because those are cynicism inducing plaques, those things. Ooh, yeah, you remember those old, uh, like those corporate art, like determination, and then they'd show like, you know, the, the bunch of people like in a uh, rowing or something like that, you know. Oh, gosh, yes, there's all the cynical versions of those. So what you really, if you really care about your values, what you do is you weave it into everything that you say and do. Every meeting yeah. will start with a moment of our values. One of my clients, one of their top values is safety. They do production. When things blow up, people die. So every meeting, no matter what the meeting is about, they have a safety moment. They talk about a near miss. They talk about a safety precaution or something else that supports their safety value. Otherwise, people know it doesn't matter. Whatever people talk about and pay attention to, that's what matters. So if you as an executive never mention these things or never mm. reward or celebrate people who are living these values, people know it's just BS. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Kimberly, like who is a really great connection for you? Like who who's listening right now? They need to they need to have a conversation with you. You have a bunch of wonderful, good, smart people, but they're not a team. It's just a group of people working together. You've got people in management roles who don't realize that leadership is different than management. Lead people, manage cows. And you've got impossible things, seeming impossible things that you want to do. I can help you with that because impossible just means you don't know how to do it yet. There are approaches that predictably and repeatedly make impossible, merely difficult, and then inevitable I have gotten a partial credit on everything I've worked on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got through physics master's degree. <laughs> um, so someone goes to, um, so you, we shared two websites, right? There's weefling.com and siliconvalleyalliances.com. Who goes where? So if you want to know more about me and my business, weefling.com or kimberlyweefling.com will give you the key focuses of what I do, leadership, team effectiveness, organizational culture, project management. I got my start doing my project management book, which has been wildly successful. Okay, it's not Harry Potter, but it's wildly <laughs> successful for that kind of book. Uh, if you want to work with a team of global consultants, our Silicon Valley Alliances team is here in the U.S. on Silicon Valley. We're also on the East Coast of the U.S. We have people in Europe, in Australia, Singapore, and Japan. We can support you in a global way with a team of people who've been working together, some of us, for over 10 years. Excellent. And, and so where would they go and what would they click on? Uh, so go to uh, Silicon Valley Alliances and click on Contact Us. Or just call the police. They'll know where I am. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my phone number is very easy to find on my website. Yeah, it is. You know, I, that's why I get so many spam calls, I guess. But just find my phone number. Call me. Uh, and plus, you know, we'd love to have a conversation for possibilities. There's no obligation. And we also, you know, when it's warranted, we say pandemic pricing free, you know, pay what you want. We definitely are worth the high dollar rates that we get from our top clients. And we are also open to the possibility that some places deserve our contribution without respect to financial gain. So we are open to having a conversation about what's possible, what seems impossible, and how to make the impossible possible. I love it. Kimberly Weefling. Again, your website's weefling.com and siliconvalleyalliances.com. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. 
Appreciate it, Josh. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.